This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, March 22, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. Moody's is sounding warnings about the U.S. bond rating, warning Americans that unless some changes are made, the price of our debt may force some painful spending cuts. Moody's claims that they could test social cohesion. Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. Moody's has put out reports and made comments to the public at large, but directed at the U.S. government and others that the fiscal situation in the U.S. is simply not sustainable and that at the debt levels compared to GDP that which the U.S. is approaching really raise questions about the ability of the U.S. to actually pay that debt back in you know, 100 cents on the dollar in the way it was borrowed. So what Moody's is raising questions about is essentially are they going to have to downgrade because the U.S. Treasury debt is now currently AAA, or are they going to have to downgrade that to reflect an increased chance that the U.S. might actually not pay it back? The United States is not alone in that position. Of course, of course not. And, and in some sense, the U.S. is in a better position than many other countries because the dollar is essentially the reserve currency of the world. One of the things the U.S. does not face as much is the risk that, uh, I mean, for instance, all of our debt is sold in dollar denominated. So, you know, we sell a U.S. Treasury to someone overseas and they buy it in terms of dollars. A lot of other countries sell their debt in a currency other than their own. So not only do they have to bear default risk, uh, credit risk of the instruments, but they also have to bear currency risk on those instruments. Uh, And that tends to be an even bigger risk. So in some sense, because the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency of the world, we have considerably more leeway uh, in some would argue, I would argue, that we've used we've abused that leeway, you know, further than other countries have. Few other countries, I think, could be in the fiscal situation of the U.S. and maintain a AAA rating and get away with it. Because it's important to keep in mind, despite what Moody's has said and other bond raters have said, we have yet to see a downgrade, and I don't think seeing a downgrade is eminent. On that point, Tim Geithner has been repeating the U.S. is the world's reserve currency – People rush to the dollar when there are uh, jitters around the world, and so he's not worried at all. Well, and I think one needs to look the difference between the short run and the long run. Um, We clearly have at least 10, 15, 20 years before the dollar would really be challenged in any way as the reserve currency of the world. And to an extent, the dollar is benefiting not because it's doing great, because all the other options are even worse. Um, I mean, you look at the situation in Greece and and, and you add on top of that Spain, Italy, uh, the sustainability of the euro today is being called into question. So the euro certainly doesn't seem like a viable alternative. Uh, neither does the Chinese currency. So the fact is, is that there really isn't an alternative currency that you can really place your trust in. That said, there's certainly times where other currencies can spot that. Uh, if you go back 100 years ago, nobody took the dollar seriously as an alternative to the pound sterling, yet it only took about 20, 30 years for the dollar to completely overtake the pound. Why does it matter more than other houses for Moody's to say something uh, worrisome about the dollar? Well, Moody's is not necessarily given substantially more weight than S&P or Fitch. I mean, they're certainly taken seriously. Uh, I think if any of the, I mean, and I think by the time we actually see a downgrade, you will see, you know, most of the major rating agencies come to that same conclusion. Um, almost any of them sort of have a veto. Many large institutional investors 
need to get more than one rating to hold an instrument. So a big pension fund is not simply going to get Moody's to look at it. They'll get S&P to look at it too. So even if one of them makes this big difference, I think Moody's has gotten attention because they've been more vocal. I mean, S&P has been vocal on other countries' currencies, um, but any of the major rating agencies that would raise questions about this is going to, are going to raise, raise eyebrows. And there is a concern that if they were downgraded, that the borrowing costs of the U.S. would go up. I do think it's important to keep in mind that ultimately the market determines what the borrowing cost is, and the rating tends to be a very lagging indicator of what the market is saying. So a downgrade in and of itself is not going to change the cost of borrowing. What is going to change the cost of borrowing is the information that that rating is conveying. This is from the New York Times. This is from Moody's. Growth alone will not resolve an increasingly complicated debt equation. Preserving debt affordability at levels consistent with AAA ratings will invariably require fiscal adjustments of a magnitude that, in some cases, will test social cohesion. What does that mean? What I think they're getting at, which is a very, uh, you know, if you look at the math, you simply cannot tax our way out of the problem we're in today. Uh, the U.S. is in a fiscal situation. Then if you add in, I mean, one of the things to keep in mind, and this is one of the things Moody's and other have argued as well, you can't simply just look at U.S. Treasury debt. You also have to look at the state and local debt. Uh, and I would argue as well, you have to also include some measure of Fannie and Freddie debt because that's another $6 trillion that's out there. So if you add all this up, we're, we look like we're in a much more situation than if you just simply look at U.S. Treasuries. So what Moody's is getting at is that to make the numbers work and get us to anything near a balanced budget will require spending cuts that will be painful. And whether that undermines social cohesion, you know, it really depends on where you cut it at. I certainly would argue that we cannot get ourselves to a path of fiscal sustainability without doing something about Social Security and Medicare. And arguably, you know, to the extent that seniors will be out in the streets, they might out be out in the streets. So you're really going to talk about very widespread and deep pain for a variety of uh, important constituencies in the political system. So that said, that's the social cohesion is whether people will be able to take that pain and whether they'll be able to take that pain in the short run and not sort of test, you know, the ability to get along and not be angry and go out and, and, and pick it in the streets. So uh, I'm not sure that I think co- social cohesion itself is at risk, but I do think that there are some very difficult political choices, which is why those choices have not been made so far. If this was easy, then it would have been done already. I'm assuming that nowhere in their models that end up with the result of a AAA rating includes the likelihood that a whole lot of state debt is going to be assumed by the federal government, which I think a lot economists and others might be more likely to to actually consider. Well, one of the things that Moody's has done has actually tried to incorporate and say, you know, what is the state debt compared to the national debt? Uh, and this is one of the reasons that they've raised alarms because what they're looking at essentially is not simply the government, but what is the ability of the overall economy to service this debt? And, you know, California is part of the U.S. economy, and you have to really look at the burdens because if you're a taxpayer, you're simply not paying federal taxes. You're paying state and local taxes. And the economy in those states are paying state and local taxes as well as federal taxes. So this is one of the things that Moody's has raised a point about, which is if you really kind of pull in state and local debt and you add that to the federal debt, it makes it look so much more shocking, but it's more accurate picture. So you do have to take that into consideration. And 
to make it comparable to other countries. I mean, for a number of other developed uh, European countries, for instance, there's not a lot of state and local debt. Almost all of the debt is at a central government federal level. So if you really want to do an apples-to-apples comparison, you have to look at all governmental debt in the U.S. to compare it to governmental debt in other countries. Mark Calabria is Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work and watch his media appearances at Cato.org.